0: We believe in growth and continuous learning. We believe in educating and sharing knowledge. We believe the body is miraculous and is able to heal with the proper nutrition and support.
1: And we believe the right mindset is key to your success.
0: I'm Amanda Golightly.
1: And I'm Kate McDowell. And this is Limitless Health. Live
0: well, naturally. Welcome to the show. Today we're going to tackle some of our own as well as clients that we've spoken with some beliefs around medical system around health and just see if we can add a different perspective to that and shift things a little bit maybe it won't change your the way you think maybe it will if as long as you're open and willing to listen to our conversation that would be awesome so we're gonna get started with this is probably a good one for you because i know you kind of brought it up before uh Tell us a little bit about, these were your words, medicine was king or slash the golden ticket. It's so true. I mean,
1: a lot of the times the beliefs that we have with anything, if you think in life and health is no different, but where do your beliefs come from? They aren't originally yours. We grow up and, you know, Amanda has a background in hypnosis and and NLP. And I know that in the first, I think it's eight years of our life, our minds are pretty much wide open and we absorb and we we just take on everything that's said to us all of the experiences around us and so like all of the things that you hear at a young age they become beliefs and whether it's something that you chose to believe or not they can impact us in the behavior that we take in the actions that we take in the things that we do and for me i had a lot of health challenges when i was a kid I had asthma really bad when I was younger, like to the point where I was in the hospital. I think my mom said 11 weeks out of a year, the one year, which is crazy. Um, But I was I was brought up that if you were sick, like the doctor was was the golden ticket. The doctor was the solution. You would go there and they would help you get unsick. I won't say help you get well. Well, then I think we believed that. But that was how I was conditioned and how I was raised. So you know, when you get out of living at home and into living on your own, you go along the same patterns and the same processes that you did in the past. And so if I would get sick, I would go to the doctor for an appointment and I would take the prescription and I would do everything my doctor said because I thought that's the solution. That's what's going to help me get better. And ultimately, I, you know, when I was diagnosed with MS, which was a shock and a surprise at the time, I did everything my doctor said. I took the medication, I injected myself every day for seven years, and got to the point where I realized, like, I am not getting healthier. This is not helping me. I I was getting sicker, and my quality of life was slipping away. And having the ability to step back and realize, like, wait a minute, this isn't doing what I thought it would do for me, it's not giving me the support that I need are there other things that I can do? And that's something that we'll also talk about, because I know that for a lot of people, you know, that the the golden ticket and the medicine is King played into the like, you don't question your doctor. That was a belief that I had from a young age, for sure, it was they're they're an authority. And I get that. And when it comes to emergencies, and, and lots of situations, doctors have you know so much education and so much knowledge that yes they are to be respected but there are times where if it's not helping you and it's not working for you then it's you need to kind of take things into your own hands a little bit if that makes sense yeah. so yeah what about you amanda
0: I can, i guess i have maybe not as many stories as you growing up i do have some where i used to have a lot of like bladder infections as a kid and that was constant and obviously i would have had antibiotics to deal with that because that was my mom was taking care of me so that was the go-to at the time it's just it's interesting to think back now having the knowledge that i have and we have that there are other ways to handle that and find out well what's really causing the the bladder infection and are antibiotics actually going to help there's just yeah there's so many other layers to it and and i mean that was one issue where the medical route was like it's usually always the way it's always the answer or mm-hmm. has been the answer not so much anymore and even like we've talked about my skin issues that i've had cuz i that started around the age of 20 and it's still kind of on and off It's still working on it I, anyone else out there who might be listening they may have they may have skin issues themselves and they may have been prescribed a steroid cream, like I was, and I used it for a little bit. It was just, I, I don't know the specifics of it as far as how I decided that, but just something about it just didn't, does not didn't resonate for me. I'm like, I don't really know why I'm using this. I can't fully remember. Like obviously it didn't work because I still have some issues. So it's an inner problem that I'm working on. So it's just, it's just interesting how I had that many bladder infections and they kept reoccurring and clearly antibiotics were not solving whatever the problem was. And the same with the steroid cream, there was underlying issues happening and not being resolved. And even though that was medical was always the go-to just because that was, as far as I was aware at the time, probably just because of my mom, that, that was the option. There were no other options. That was it. Yeah. And with
1: medical, I mean, like I said, there's lots of times where it is going to be the right solution if there's an emergency or you know something that needs to be dealt with right now something that's acute that needs immediate attention like don't come to me if your arm is falling off i'm sorry i can't help you i can help you after you've had the emergent problem fixed but medicine's aim is to try and suppress the symptoms immediately so that you're dealing with you're not dealing with them because you know, it cannot feel good if your skin is giving you problems, or if your sinuses are having problems, or the bladder infections, there are things that we need to fix quickly. But it's working against the body. Yeah. And that's what we try and do is support the body, because the body is always trying to heal you always. And if you're not getting better, medicine is not necessarily the answer. It's figuring out what's stopping the body from getting better. So what's getting in the way or what's missing? And for a lot of people, that's those two things are like the main things that we need to focus on and figure out because you know, we've made this analogy so many times, but if you cut your finger, you don't go to the doctor to get them to heal it. It heals itself. Your body is always trying to heal itself and it's what's getting in the way of that. Is what we need to focus on so that's you know one of the perspective shifts that i wish i would have recognized at a younger a, younger age because i was on you know you said you were on antibiotics for a while amanda i was on a lot of medication when i was a kid my mom was did her absolute best to you know do the best for me but she also was a single mom and so she needed to go to work every day so she couldn't deal with a sick kid So if i had a sniffle or i sneezed once or i i was off to the doctor and you know my doctor was a very wonderful man he you know was great to our family he came and did house calls from time to time because my asthma was so bad but he was also i don't want a bit of a pill pusher like he was always trying to you know make his patients feel better but at what cost right and so that was the route that I went down as a kid and then in my teens and my early 20s. And it wasn't until I had the experience where I was doing all of the medicin, medicin, medication and not feeling good, feeling worse, that that started to shift. And that's a lot of the times what happens for people is that, you know, something that you've been doing for a long time, you, re- you realize that this isn't working. And when something's not working, like doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result is insanity. And so if if medications aren't working for you, if the medical route's not working for you, you can't keep doing it. You can't keep using the same methods and expect a different result, a different outcome, right?
0: Kind of along the lines of medications anyway, uh, one of the other things we talked about was over-the-counter medications are safe and we're kind of given the idea that it's because it's not being necessarily prescribed by a doctor that it's okay to use however you use it and uh, that i was reminded i think i just mentioned that to you i was reminded of a camping trip from years ago and i had a sinus infection that was really not great it was making me exhausted and and (laughs) <laughs> I took cold and sinus medication like consistently throughout the weekend, just so I could function and enjoy the weekend. And like, there's a limit to how much of that you can take and what the effects are on your body. And like, I know you've talked about doing the same thing to get by and keep going, but it's still not dealing with what the cause of that is.
1: Yeah. And just because it's over the counter, this is something that so many people don't realize. I didn't realize either neither of us realized this or we wouldn't have done that i used to go play ball hockey and i there was a i got injured at some point oh i fell off a horse that's what it was when i was 19 years old and hurt my back and hurt my hip and so from time to time my hip would flare up and it would be hurting me and if there was a ball hockey game that night i didn't want to miss hockey so i would take like four or even six advils to go get on the floor to play ball hockey because it would basically i was like numb And I figured, oh, at least it's not hurting throughout the game. I'd suffer a bit afterwards, but I was like, it's no big deal. Yeah. But those things are doing every medication has a side effect just because you don't need a prescription for it. And you can go just like pick up as many packs as you want at the grocery store or at Walmart or, you know, Shoppers Drug Mart, wherever. It doesn't mean that it's not having an impact on your body Mm -hmm. that does things to your liver, like really not good things. I heard from someone recently too, that one of them, I think it's extra strength, strength, Tylenol says on there that you shouldn't take more than four per day. And so someone she was talking to had said, oh, so I'll take four extra strength Tylenol in a day. And then I'll just like alternate back and forth between Tylenol and Advil. So I'll take four of each because you can only take four per day. Mm-hmm. What is that doing to your body inside? It's breaking down your system. And that's not going to benefit you in the long run. Like your, your liver is your master detox organ. And if it's having to detox the -the over-the-counter medication that you're taking, that's taxing on it. And it's not going to be able to keep you safe ultimately and healthy in the future as well. Right.
0: Totally. I know many people who have, who I've heard talk about that as well. And I think it's usually in sports where they've had to take on, (laughs) Tylenol or whatever it was, just so they could go out and play. And next thing you know, they were drinking after the game, that kind of thing. Yeah. Just what effect is that having on the body? It's it's so, so interesting how we're just, we have been trained and programmed to, I guess, if you want to keep going, these are the things, these are your tools that you have available to you to make it possible for your body to keep going. Yeah. You're adding all these things in that's not working with your body, as we always talk about work with your body, support it rather than against it. And these things, in my opinion, work against the body.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And if
0: you think so, why was
1: my hip hurting? Because it was saying, don't go play ball hockey. <laughs> and I was like, "Shh, shh mm-mm, yeah. no, be quiet. I'm going to go do that anyway. And it's the same with your sinus issues at the, on the camping trip. Your sinuses were saying, hey, you need to rest. Your body needs some time to heal. And we're so conditioned to not to not want to feel pain, or discomfort, or to not have to miss a fun weekend, or to not have to miss a fun ball hockey game. And so we've got these tools where it's just like, oh, you know, I can just take this, and I'll be fine, I'll still be able to do all those things. But the body is not able to heal, if we're not giving it the rest and the support that it needs, if we just keep pushing through. And then more health things are going to happen down the road as well
0: yeah so. i think the biggest thing there that it just kind of hit me is that we're ignoring our body mm-hmm. we're not listening we're disconnecting from what our body is telling us as you okay. said i need sleep i need rest i need fluids i need to have i'm dehydrated whatever it is we're disconnecting from what our body needs and not our awareness is let's just keep moving. It doesn't matter what cost, what I need to take, we're going to keep going. And I'm not going to essentially, I'm not going to listen to my body, not going to support it.
1: Yeah, well, we're conditioned to as a society, right? These things are readily available. And we're basically like the finger is trying to heal the body is trying to heal itself. It's trying to get you healthy. And you're stopping it from do from doing what it's trying to help you do. And so then that's why, you know, you said you've said the um, the skin stuff would go away and then it would come back. The sinus stuff will go away because you're suppressing the symptoms, but then it comes back. And these things, this happens with everything. Like the hip pain that I had would go away because I was taking a whole bottle of Advil and then it would come back because my body was not getting the chance to heal. And this is a big part of why people can deal with, you know, issues like health stuff like colds like whatever coming back over and over and over again because you're not giving the body the chance to heal you're just focusing on i don't want to feel pain i don't want you know my kid to be um, sneezing or coughing i don't want this discomfort so i'm just gonna like make it go away but it's it's ultimately trying to work with you and work for you to help you actually get
0: healthy yeah it, it reminds me a little bit of lucky who is our dog and dogs are usually very much present mind and here and now. And, (laughs) and we're in that regard. We're in the present, whatever it takes to get what I need right now, let's get it done rather than what's the long-term effect. How is this affecting my body month from now, a year from now, five, 10 years from now when it's actually breaking it down, our body is, giving us signals that it needs help and we're dismissing, ignoring. And I know you said before the signals are going to get louder and louder until you can't ignore them anymore.
1: Yeah, it's so true (laughs) lucky. The present moment, (laughs) I think last summer it was four days in a row where I took him to the trail and he rolled in poop every day. And every day he was like all proud of himself and happy. And then he saw my face and was like, oh no Uh, what did i do and had to come home and get a bath right afterwards which he hated but that's the like you're in the present moment so you're focusing on just suppress the symptoms and i'll go enjoy the camping trip and i'll go enjoy the sporting event and what are the after effects of that what are the things that are going to happen in the future that are not going to be so fun right versus if you gave your body the time to rest and you listened to the messages like that's we use quantum nutrition testing and people are always amazed by like how did you know that how can you test me and you can feel these things the body is always trying to give us messages and signals symptoms are messages from the body it starts like Amanda said it gets louder it starts with a whisper it's like hey Do you think that maybe you could take things easy this weekend and you ignore it and it starts to yell louder and louder and louder until you have no choice but to stop but we have an innate intelligence all animals have an innate intelligence like we can we can listen to our body and get the messages that it's giving us. And do so much more for our own health but we're so conditioned not to do that we're conditioned not to listen. And so this is a big part of where a lot of the health challenges actually come from. So I, I didn't know that in the past. And hopefully this gives you a little bit of a perspective shift there.
0: Yeah. The cool thing actually, since you brought up quantum nutrition testing, the cool thing is that the testing is because it's based on frequency and we're connecting to that frequency of your body, your particular organ that because it's it's basically a preventative or dealing with a cause, when we tab into the frequency of your organ, it may, if it tests that it's not optimal or not strong, it could even be that you don't necessarily have symptoms that are physically manifesting yet, but there's still something going on and your body needs support with, which is actually really cool. As far as a prevention aspect, the earlier you tackle something and support your body and detox or whatever it needs, the better. So that's just like that's just something I thought of that was really cool and that's awesome about quantum nutrition testing and the ability that we have to help people.
1: Yeah, I think it's so neat too. Like if you compare it to blood work or any kind of scan that your doctor can do, like they can't pick up things until it's like 40% deficiency and quantum nutrition test at that point you're not preventative. You're just dealing with the problem. But quantum nutrition testing, because we can get it at like a much lower percentage of deficiency. Yeah, a lot of the times people are like, oh, you know, I, I haven't been having that issue yet, but we're able to to do the prevention so that you won't have to deal with those things in the future, which is very yeah. cool.
0: And then also hone in on what does your body need first? Yeah, Your body is very intelligent as far as what it needs and lets us know where where's the priority. And let's start there. Okay, let's move on to another one. Uh, I like this one that we kind of touched on. If you get diagnosed with anything, autoimmune, whatever illness you want to say, basically life is over or life is forever changed. You're never going to be able to do the sports you want to play or maybe walk around the block as long as you do it. There's so many things. I know you have a personal story in relation to that.
1: Yeah, that was, so when I was diagnosed with MS, that was something that a parent said to me like, Oh my goodness, this is so horrible. You're never going to be able to do the things that you love to do anymore. You're not going to be able to play sports anymore. You're not going to be able to do your photography. Like all the things that I loved doing, you're not going to be able to do them anymore because now you have MS. And I was like, well, but, but why? Because ultimately this is kind of a tangent, but like when you're diagnosed with something, the moment that the doctor said to me, you have, I'm diagnosing you with MS, wasn't the moment that I got MS. I'd probably had it for months, if not years before then, I just didn't know. So now you have an awareness, so you can start making different choices moving forward. But it doesn't mean you can't do the things that you love to do, first of all. And also, in terms of a diagnosis, getting a diagnosis, I know for a lot of people, it can be Um, you're in a state of, of knowing that something's not right for you. This is kind of a personal share as well, I guess, knowing that something's not right. You go to your doctor, you get the blood work, you get all the testing done. And they're like, nothing is wrong with you. Mm -hmm. But deep down, you know that something's not right. And so you keep pushing and you keep pushing and you keep pushing. And finally someone says to you, you know what, something's off here and makes a diagnosis of something doesn't matter what it is, can be, you know, hypothyroid, it can be high blood pressure, it can be, for me, it was MS, whatever it is, it can feel like a relief, when finally someone says, there's something that's not right with you, you're right, I believe you. Because being told that it must be all in your head is a horrible feeling. But getting the diagnosis isn't the end of the of the journey. It's just a starting point. And a lot of the times with with medicine, with my experience with the MS stuff, it was like, Okay, I'm diagnosing you with MS, now you're going to take this medication. And that was it. There was no, you know, these are some changes you could make to your diet, or these are some lifestyle changes that you could make or, or no asking about what the stress was like in my life or what my toxic exposure was, what I was eating, like none of these things were explored. And so it was just like you have a diagnosis, a diagnosis puts you in this box and means that we can give you this medication. We're going to try this and see how you do with this. If it's good, cool. If it's not, we'll try something else. But every Mm -hmm. single time they jump you from I went through three different medications while on MS, or with MS, every single time you jump from medication to medication, there's going to be side effects with everything. And depending on the medication, you may be taking more medication to deal with the side effects from that one. And then more medication on top of that. And it's, it's causing such an impact on your body. And it's something that we often don't realize. But when you get a diagnosis, it's not the end. It's not the end of the story. It doesn't mean that, you know, that medication that the doctor is saying, okay, this is the path that you need to go on from here. It doesn't mean that's the only thing that's going to help you. And I had just kind of resolved to that, because that's the history. And that's the belief I had growing up was that the medication medication will fix me. And it didn't, I didn't feel better, never on any of the medications I was on. Did I feel better? I felt worse and worse continually for you know, that was 2005. When I was diagnosed, I think I started in 2006. For the next 10 years, I took medication every day, and my quality of life slipped away. And that's that can happen for people if you don't realize that there are other things you can do there are other things you can explore the thing is it you will have to do that on your own
0: mm-hmm.
1: which i get is is challenging because the doctors it's not their fault they don't know they aren't educated to help with nutrition or to help with alternative methods their their education is around what medication can i give you yeah and so if you want a better quality of life despite your diagnosis, it's going to take a little bit of effort on your part. And that's somewhere that we love to help people because, you know, I've been through that. I've been through the diagnosis. I've been through the 10 years of medication and of feeling like there were no other options and believing that there were no other options until, you know, I, I saw a video just by chance in 2012 from a doctor who was using nutrition and had reversed her ms symptoms and i was like what with food i didn't believe it at first we may talk a little bit about the the whole natural stuff is woo woo because i definitely was in that camp i was like no way no way come on that's bs but when you start to hear these things and i'm hoping that from listening to our podcast you'll start to kind of huh interesting i wonder if there's something different that i could try or different that i can do because everyone is going to we're all different, we're all going to need different solutions, but there's so much more you can do for yourself than any doctor I ever work worked with led me to believe
0: I think But I it ties with the other one other one we have written down as far as don't question authority specifically in this case, your doctor yeah, a lot of the a lot of the cases you think your doctor has the, all the answers that you need, and they're the go-to for anything health related. And what you discovered was obviously that was not the case.
1: Yeah. Well, the you went with me, Amanda went with me to the one doctor's appointment. Um, we were kind of newly together and I had just come off my MS medication. This is my disclaimer. This is not at all a recommendation to anyone to come off your medication or make any adjustments there without medical advice. This is something you always want to work with your doctor with. But this is this was my experience. I stopped taking my medication, gradually, and I did do it smartly. Um, But I went to see my doctor and said to him, he was like, Oh, you know, you seem like you're, you're doing better. Because I'd been on a steady decline for the years leading up to that. And he's like, Well, what, like, what are you doing? And I said, well, I came off my medication. And that was the, the questioning of authority piece that I'm trying to tie in there, where he was like, whoa, th- no, like, that's not okay. You're playing Russian roulette with your health, was exactly what he said to me. And I was like, well, but I'm, I'm actually feeling better. And when he asked briefly, well, what are you doing? And I said, I've, I've changed my diet. His response was, I don't, I don't know anything about that. And it's true, I believe him that he doesn't know anything about that, or he didn't at the time, because medical school doesn't teach doctors about nutrition and about the alternative options. They're taught a ton of stuff, but it's all in the medical realm. And so, yeah, that that's my experience with kind of questioning authority, Um, but I mean, we have a great story from a year later when we went to see him again and and he kind of embraced the diet side of things a little yeah. bit, which was Night pretty cool. Day.
0: It was really incredible to see the energy and shift in that doctor.
1: Yeah. I was a totally different person, yeah. which probably played a big part of it too. Like in the past, you know, I had balance and coordination issues. I had real I couldn't talk properly. I had, I was exhausted all the t- like I had all kinds of symptoms that were problematic that he would see in the tests he did. And he was like, You're doing amazing. Like what are you doing? and we had been eating a keto diet for a little while. And so I said, oh, we've been eating keto. And he was like, I've heard of that. My brother did it and he lost a bunch of weight. So there was like this connection there that we hadn't had in the past, but ultimately like it's your ch- it's it's your decision, what you do with your health and what you want to do moving forward with your health. And I'm not saying to like, reject your doctor or disobey but it's like if you're not getting the support that you feel that you need Mm -hmm. to move forward with your health there's a lot more you can
0: do than than we're led to believe right yeah i think results are key right if you're not getting the results doing what you're currently doing something you're doing doing currently has to change to change your results
1: yeah. And it doesn't mean stop your, like I said, it doesn't mean stop your medication. And like I didn't, I didn't just change my diet like a week before I went to see my doctor. No. I changed my diet in 2012. And this was 2015 16? 16. Yeah. 16. So this was four years later. So there was a lot leading up to this. And I'd been considering it and considering it and considering it coming off the medication and just, it lined up and the right time happened that I did that. But so it's not like it's not an overnight switch. It's commitment and it's realizing what things make you feel better and what things don't make you feel better. And then, you know, kind of moving
0: towards the things that do feel good. Right. And that happened to be getting through one of our own uh, beliefs at the time was natural. Anything natural is considered woo woo. It sounds really funny saying that now in my head. It does. Yeah, just thinking about early stages as far as where we are now and where we were, all the things that we're into as far as energy. And I know we looked into uh, energy medicine and uh, traditional Chinese medicine and the- Restore chi, is that what called? Restore chi was one of the things, yeah. Yeah, I looked that up again this morning just because it was, I think, late 2018 into 2019 when I got into that and that was kind of, yeah, the energy medicine aspect and learning about that and learning about the clock as far as what organ is at play at what time and just, yeah, there's just so many layers to that and how yeah, we were trying to talk about where the change happened for me as far as being all medical and then opening up to just trying a completely different route and being, I'm pretty much 95% natural as far as anything goes and trying to figure out how that happened, (laughs) trying to work it back. And when that that changed, I don't know if that was perhaps part of your journey and wanting to help you be healthier and exploring different ways, like going through the NLP route and the hypnosis, and then watching you, as you said, change your diet and take things that way. Because food is ultimately the best way to fuel your body and what you put in to your mm-hmm. body food wise and into your mind plays a huge role as far as what you're getting out of it the better fuel the better information that you put into your your body a positive mindset all these things factor in and yeah and if you think about okay so there's two
1: things to talk about there like a lot of the times for people for me i felt kind of <clears throat> I don't want to say, well, okay. Like (laughs) jaded by the medical side of things in that it wasn't helping me move forward. But my doctor was like, well, we just need to keep going. And we just need to keep trying this. And I was like, no, no, I got to the point where I said to my doctor, if, if this is the way this is before Amanda and I met, um, if this is the way my life is going to be, I was like, 30. At the time, I was not old, um, age is just a number side. Um, I was not old at the time. But I, I said to him, like, if this is the way my life is going to be, I, I don't want to live it anymore. I can't imagine things continuing to get worse. Mm-hmm. When in the, you know, eight years that I'd been on the medication, I'd watch things get worse and worse continually. It was like, I'm only 30. Like, how much more of this can I take? So that was a a big turning point. And I've seen that with other people as well, where they're kind of, they feel like they're let down by medicine and that's like the flips, the switch for them to, to dig in and feel like there's gotta be something else. There's gotta be another option. And there is, there are other options like the holistic route. There's yes, we are quantum nutrition testing, but there's so many different options that are natural that aren't going to have the side effects and that are going to work with your body instead of working against it when it's trying to heal right and then the other thing that I wanted to touch on that you mentioned was like the traditional Chinese medicine that we've looked into and like homeopathy and a lot of kind of the eastern medicine Mm -hmm. modalities they've been around like forever forever like before Western medicine became mainstream or became, it's called traditional medicine, which I don't understand. Not
0: accurate. Why no. it is.
1: But now that that's considered the norm and it's considered like the gold standard, let me go again, um, of like the medical options, these modalities have been around like for centuries.
0: And that has to tell you something.
1: Yeah. and And there's still like shamans and all kinds of, you know, ancient medical wisdom that's available, that we do use in holistic, we use homeopathy, we use herbal medicine, like God or whatever, you know, greater power you, you believe in, um, created this planet where there's everything that we need to heal is here. The plants and are amazing. We have plants that can be helpful with so many different problems that we deal with, like I heard a while ago, if an animal gets sick, they know intuitively what plant to go eat and they will eat that until they're better. And we just, we aren't conditioned to do that anymore, but it's available for us, right? Pharmaceuticals are man-made. Nature is not. And nature has so many gifts and so many things that are just so beneficial for us and underappreciated.
0: Totally agree. Uh, Where do we want to go? I think that's kind of covered our list, actually. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that was fun. (laughs) It was quite the journey. I would Mm -hmm. say Uh, a lot of tidbits in there. So hopefully, hopefully everything that we've discussed today and talked about will have provided a perspective shift. I'm sure it has in a couple of ways, because, especially with Kate's story, because it is so powerful and it's so personal. and, And I keep saying, and, Very often. There's so much to gain from you being able to share your story. And it does tie into a lot of the things that we discuss on a regular basis, including all of these beliefs that we touched on today. And hopefully you got some value from that. And we look forward to sharing more information and giving you more perspective shifts because that's the biggest thing. Mindset is the biggest Mm -hmm. starting point when it comes to anything around your health and if you believe it's possible it is possible and you have to decide to do so so we'll leave you with that have an open mind and live well naturally we love that line also and we'll catch you on the next episode